Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Let's make our faith confession. I've got the Harvest Church mobile app. That's why I've got my phone in the air. Let's say it together. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Father, speak to us right now. We take authority over this atmosphere in this building and online. And we pray, God, that your spirit and your presence would be with us, God. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is, captives are set free. Father, I pray that this atmosphere be an atmosphere of jubilee in the building and online. I pray, God, you'd increase our faith at this 1115. 11.15, open your mouth and say, God, increase my faith. Come on, say that thing like if your faith increases, your life is going to increase. Say, Lord, increase my faith. And Father, let us see what we've never seen. Let us do what we've never done. Let us experience what we've never experienced. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Take five seconds and praise him right there, 1115. Five, four, three, two, one. Fist bump somebody on your way to your seat and just say, Lord's going to increase your faith. The Lord is going to increase your faith. The Lord is about 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 to increase your faith. Look at another person and tell them, say, the Lord's about to increase your faith. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Grab a seat. So this series, we're in week three. It's called By Faith. Everybody say By Faith. Now in church, I have you to say a lot because the Bible says that life and death are in the power of our tongue. So the reason you have to speak is because the atmosphere responds to your words. The atmosphere responds to what comes out of your mouth. See, some of y'all are saying, I feel it in my heart. That's not enough, man. You're going to have to speak it out of your mouth. The other thing I have you do a lot of in church is touch the person next to you. Why? Online, you type it in the comments. That's your way to touch. Because the scripture says, where two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. So when you speak, 
speak and when you touch, you're creating an atmosphere where the impossible becomes possible. When you speak and when you touch, you're creating an environment where what you couldn't do last week, you're going to be able to do this week. When you speak and when you touch, you're creating a life that you never dreamed you'd be able to live. So let's do both of them at the same time. You're going to touch somebody on the shoulder and speak to them. Say, your life's about to upgrade. Tell them, tell them. I need you to know the power that you have, 1115. I need you to know that you've got authority when you open your mouth and when you speak. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Can I get you to touch another person and prophesy? Say, your life is about to upgrade. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So watch me. We started this series three weeks ago. This is week three of the series by faith. And we've learned from Hebrews 11 and 1 what faith is. Hebrews 11 and 1 is known as the hall of fame of faith. And this is why you see these stars back here. Because everybody, watch me, if you've ever been to Hollywood, they have the walk of fame. Where they have the names of people who have accomplished certain things uh, in America and in cinema. And so they get a star. Hebrews 11 are those who got God's star. Watch me. It's nice when men clap for you. But I really want God to clap for me. I and you can see the different names of the people on here, but I want you to pay attention to the fact that this one says you, because you're about to do some things you never thought you'd ever do, which means you're about to see what you thought you'd never see. Your name's about to be added to the Hall of Fame, and Bishop Kevin Foreman did it by faith, and Harvest Church did it by faith. Say your name on three. One, two, three. Did it by faith. So Hebrews 11 and 1 starts out explaining what faith is. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, which means everything that is seen starts as something that is unseen. Faith is substance, which means it is not just talk. Faith is also walk. It is the substance of things hoped for. Hoped for, that phrase in Greek, the language of our New Testament, it means I welcomed it by preparing for it. Question, what are you preparing for? If you get a forecast that it's going to rain, it would be incumbent upon you to prepare for what? Rain. I'm telling you, you are in a spiritual year of jubilee, which means it's incumbent upon you to prepare for celebration, to prepare for emancipation, and to prepare for restoration. Let me see if I can say it another way. You spend enough of your life preparing for bad news. You spent enough of your life preparing to not get what you prayed for and to not see what you've sown for. I need your faith to turn on so that you start preparing and welcoming what you ask God for. If I ask for it on Sunday, I'm going to get prepared for it on Sunday. If I pray for it this week, I'm going to get prepared for it this week. You ask for a house, go look at houses. You ask for a car, go look at cars. You ask for friends, go be friendly. Look at somebody say, prepare for what you asked for. I uh-uh, I need you to get this thing. Listen, if a woman is told she's going to have a child, she begins to prepare for a baby based on the word of a man. A man says or a doctor says that you are pregnant. And based on what the doctor speaks, she begins to prepare. I'm going to tell you, you're about to step into the best days of your life. Get prepared for it. Go get your passport. You're about to be traveling. I, and your name's about to be brought up by people that can change the trajectory of your life. And favor's about to find you. And opportunity's about to open for you. 
I need some of y'all to go get clothes for the job you want, not the job you have. I need some of y'all to start getting your body out of yali together because where you headed is going to be better than where you been. I need you to go get your house ready. Clear out your old furniture because you're about to get some new stuff. If you don't look at somebody and say, get prepared for what you asked for. I need this section to fall in line. Touch somebody next to you and say, get prepared for what you asked for. God says, if we don't see preparation, we're not sending you anything. If you don't get ready, we're not sending you anything. When you, when you knew you were coming to church today, watch me, you began to prepare. You took a shower, I hope. You set your clothes out. You, watch me. You began to prepare yourself for where you were headed. Watch me. It's the same way by faith. Well, Bishop, I can't see it yet. That's proof that I got faith. I can't see it, but I'm getting ready for it. I need some of y'all to go open three more bank accounts tomorrow. Why? You asked to be a millionaire. Your accounts are only insured up to 250000 If you want them to give you what you asked for, you need to go get at least four of them so you are prepared. Fist bump somebody say, get prepared, please. You want to be the manager? Take some leadership classes. You want to run some stuff? Take some executive classes. Somebody say, Lord, I am prepared. Look at me, look at me. What if everything that you had been going through was to prepare you so you'd have faith for it when you got to it? What if you had to go through something negative to teach you how to prepare? See, if you've ever had to figure stuff out by yourself, look at me. You can't be threatened with somebody walking out. Why? I've already had to make it happen by myself before. So I'm not scared of you threatening to walk. Matter of fact, let me open the door. There you go. Why? Because you can't threaten me. Why? I'm prepared for this. Open your mouth to 1115. Say, I'm prepared for this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, which means I'm preparing for it. I'm preparing for it. I'm preparing for it. What am I preparing for? Watch me. This works both ways because some of you are like, my faith doesn't work. Oh, your faith works good. You prepare for negative. That's why you get negative. You prepare to be betrayed. That's why you keep getting betrayed in okie-doke. You prepare for people to do you dirty. That's why they keep doing you dirty. But I think I got some people in this building and online that can say, now that I know how this works, oh, I'm going to prepare for some good stuff. I I'm going to prepare for something amazing. I'm going to prepare for what my eye hasn't seen, my ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. It is the evidence of things not seen. So faith is evidence. Say evidence. See, some of y'all, look at me. You need to learn that faith is going to leave you evidence. Watch me. You're not going to see the whole thing. What you're going to see is progress. Evidence means we didn't see it, but we got enough to suspect what happened. And for some of you, watch me. You didn't get the breakthrough, watch me, but you got a break. Oh, my God. You missed it. You didn't get the full thing. God gave you a little something, something to see what you were going to do with the little something, something that you had. And you may not be where you want to be, but 11.15, faith says, I thank God I'm not where I used to be. And I got evidence that it's about to get better. I didn't get the full cup, but I got a little bit. And watch me celebrate with the little bit that I got. Elbow somebody say, you got evidence. You got. 
I know your marriage looks a mess, but you got evidence because this time you didn't blow up like you used to last time. I know your kids look a mess, but watch me. They're making progress. They're not the way they used to be. I know your finances are giving you issues, but look at it. You got more today than you did last year. You need to look for the evidence. I know you believe in God to heal your body, but where's the evidence? You walked further this week than you have ever... It's kind of like going to the gym. I, listen, I never liked going to the gym. I never liked going to the gym. February 2021, I needed to set a new fitness goal. I had lost 120 pounds. Something happened during coronavirus, and I went to put on some suit pants, and, and, and the pants started talking back to me. I was in Huntsville, Alabama, getting ready to preach. It was a formal event that night, and I went to put on the pants, and the pants was like, we ain't doing this tonight. And I said, you a whole lot. So February of 2021, I said, I have to do something different. I never liked going to the gym. Let me tell you why. I would see guys go to the gym, and they lost their neck. And the Bible says, <laughs> like, they'd be like this. They're like, God, I want a neck. I need a neck. They're just head and shoulders. I want a neck. So I was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't like gyms. I don't like the smell of gyms. I don't like gym talk. I don't like gym walk. I don't like gym clothes. You ready? But I had a goal. Watch me. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you know what I did? I began to say this. I love going to the gym. I began to say I love to work out. I promise you the first day I went in February 2021, I went in there. I was sweating. You ain't never seen a man sweat more than you saw me sweat. I had buckets of sweat. And I walked in there and I was like this. Mm, I love to work out. I work out. I love to work out. I was like, I love to eat right. I love fitness. Every day I was speaking that, watch me, because I had evidence. What, what was my evidence? Is that when I went into the gym to work out, watch me, I began to see that over time I was noticing results. And for some of y'all, watch me, you want the finished product, but you won't celebrate the evidence. Faith looks at the evidence and says, I can tell you exactly what happened right here. I got everything that I prepared for. See, for some of you, watch me, here's your evidence. You've been talking about starting that business for years. Here's your evidence. You finally went to the Secretary of State's website to file it. Now, maybe you didn't finish the process, but at least you got some evidence. And I pray that you take the evidence that you got and work the evidence that you got. Would you fist bump two or three people and say, work it, work it, work it, work it, work it. Faith isn't belief alone. Faith is action based on what we believe. A lot of people say, I got faith. I'm believing. That's not faith. Faith is I did something because I believed. James 2.17. Faith by itself, if it doesn't have work, is what? Dead. And for some of y'all, your faith has been resting in peace for years. You know why it rests in peace? Because you don't want anything that looks chaotic. And you have to be careful that you don't let your pursuit of peaceful situations make you stay in a passive state of life. Whenever you begin to walk by faith, it's going to get rough, Ooh, but it's going to be worth it. Faith by itself, if it doesn't have work, say, I got to do something. I, uh -uh, talk to me like that. Say, I got to do something. I, See, for some of you, watch me, you've never done certain things. So you're going to have to start doing things that you have never, ever done. You've never driven past certain neighborhoods because you said, I can't stay there. If you don't take yourself there after church today and drive on through the neighborhood and start doing like kids used to do, that's my house. That's my car. I'm not materialistic. I'm just learning how to work my faith. I, I, I'm not stuck on stuff. I'm just learning how to work my 
faith. And there's my healing. And that's my breakthrough. And that's my open door. And this will be the best year of my life ever. Your faith has to come alive. And here's the truth. We are all preloaded with the same measure of faith. Because some of us will say, well, you know what, Bishop? I just don't have a lot of faith. Mm -mm. We all started with the same amount. God, look at me. He did not give anybody else an advantage over you. So if you feel like other people are getting further, this is because you have a hater mentality. Let me kill that. Let me kill that. Don't hate on what you could be. In fact, the next time you see God do something for somebody else, instead of hating on them, what you need to do is say, wait a minute. I've taught you this before. Stretch your hands towards them and say the same God that did it for them is the same God that's going to do it for me. Would you elbow somebody say, same God, same God, same God. They're not more talented than you. They don't have better skills than you. Can't nobody do what you do when you do what you do, how you do what you do. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. They just walked by. They just walked by faith. They did something you weren't willing to do. And you're like, that's big. No, it's not. Look at what Matthew 17, 20 says. It says, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed. Okay, now watch me. Bible says, watch me, it says in Romans 12, 3, God has dealt to every man and woman the measure of faith. Say it with me. The measure of faith, which means it's the same measurement for everybody. Now, what you do with yours and what it becomes, that's on you. And I'm excited that you're sitting next to somebody that says, you know what? For the last day of my life, have I sat back, back passive, waiting on something to pop off. I'm about to do something with my, I hope you started and don't wait till Monday, start it today. I, I hope you apply for it and you apply for it today. I hope you make the call and make the call today. Now faith is, which means faith doesn't wait. Faith says, let me do it and let me do it now. Jesus said, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed. Now, he says, this is how your faith works. So first thing is he says, your faith is like this seed. So this is like the measure of faith. All right. So it's one millimeter, which means it's small. Sometimes you think faith are these big things. Sometimes faith is just making a call. Sometimes faith, watch me, sometimes faith is just being consistent. Uh-oh. You don't recognize that your consistency is an act of faith. You know why I don't let nobody get me off my consistency? Why? Because this is my faith. See, when you're faithful, then you're always full of faith. I know he's going to show up. Why? Because I always show up. Then, watch me. It's not only small, which means it's small in scope, big in hope. See, for some of you, watch me, you keep thinking these big, huge things. Bishop, I'm going to move to Malaysia. Okay, now that's great. But let's just clean the house you got. I'm just saying. I'm okay. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's small in scope, but big in hope. Say small in scope, big in hope. Peter walks on water. Small step, but that's a big old step. Why? Because I ain't never seen nobody where the water holds them up. You ready? For some of you, watch me. It's going to be small. It's going to be you releasing your first fall feast sacrificial seed. And, and you're going to be like, ooh, this is a lot of seed. But it's going to be a small step. But that one step is going to break poverty off your life. 
You're going to have the anointness on the house to owe nobody anything except to love them. Once you sow a mustard seed, it takes three to ten days before you see any signs of growth. And here's the issue that we have with faith. Many times is if we don't see instantaneous results, we're done. Here's the problem. You don't expect that in any other place in life. You don't. Even when you put something in the microwave, you know it's going to take at least three, four, five minutes. You ain't never put something in the microwave and a second later it was ready. So why do you expect your faith to work that way? It takes three to ten days to show, look at me, any signs of growth. Which means, watch me, evidence. How do I know it's working? It ain't grown, but I see a sign. And some of you, you're missing the signs because you're looking for the plant. I need you to say, Lord, show me the signs. Say, show me the progress. Mustard seeds only grow when they're placed in certain environments. So here's how it works. Once I take a step of faith, small in scope, but it's going to take at least three to ten days before anything from what I did on Sunday begins to show results. Which means you're going to have between three days and a week and a half where it looks like this was stupid. Where it looks like this was foolish. Where it looks like this didn't work. And then all of a sudden, I feel like preaching about that. Somebody say, all of a sudden, results. I don't like the way you didn't say nothing. Say, all of a sudden, results. Let me prophesy out of 50 crazy radical praises. You're going to see your results this week. Come on, say, I'll see results this week. Grab a seat, 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 grab a seat. Must be three to ten days to show any signs of growth. But you have to place mustard seeds. You can't place them in any environment. Mustard seeds, 11, 15, have to be placed in an environment that's cold. What does this represent? Say isolation. Once I take a step of faith, I feel by myself. Once you take a step of faith, it needs to feel cold. See, some of you are like, I took a step of faith and everything is good, but if there's no problems, everything is good. That's not how this works. After you take a step of faith, small in scope, it's going to take three to ten days to see results. Hear me. And you're going to, watch me, you're going to feel cold. It's going to feel like isolation. Say isolation. In other words, you're going to feel like you're by yourself. You're going to feel like nobody else gets it and nobody else understands you. Can I tell you that's a good place to be? Some of you all, watch me, you have too many people in the delivery room anyhow. And this is why you can't birth anything big because God says if I let you do it, you're going to contaminate it. Because everybody in there breathing, ain't nobody got masks on. Y'all ain't gonna everybody in there just coughing and touching on your baby. You can't do that. I remember, I remember, I remember when my mother... Uh, was giving birth uh, to my brother. I remember when she was giving birth to my brother. Now, I remember being in the hospital, and everybody else got to go in there, and they said I couldn't go in there because allegedly I had a sniffle or something. Allegedly. This is what they said happened. And so watch me. Everybody else got to go in there, but I couldn't. Watch me. Because there was something uh, that would have contaminated the baby. For some of you, the reason you feel isolated is because you have people around you that will contaminate what you're trying to produce. So God says, I have to dismiss them before I let you see any results because they're going to kill it. And this time, you're not going to abort. If you don't elbow somebody next to you, say, no abortion this time. No abortion. 
You're not going to give it up this time. You're not going to lose it this time. You're not going to forfeit it this time. You're not going to throw in the towel this time. You're going to bring this thing all the way through this time. Second thing, second thing that a mustard seed has to be placed in is it has to be placed in an environment that's dark. You can't place mustard seeds on the top of the soil. Look at me. They have to be placed deep in the soil where it is cold, pay attention, and where it is dark. Which means the sun can't get to the seed. Oh, my God. How do you know you're walking by faith? Because you feel like the sun is not paying any attention to your seed. Let me see if I can say it another way. When you feel like God is straight up ignoring you, that's how you know you're walking. Oh, my God. Is there anybody at this 1115 where there's been some days where you looked and you were like, God, where are you at? God, what is going on? It feels like you are ignoring me. Somebody say, that means faith is working. 1115, say, that means faith is working. Say it like an army. Say, that means faith is working. It means, it means I have to be placed in a cold and a dark environment. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Yes. Uncertain. <laughs> the sun can't get to the seed. The sun can't get to the seed. The opposite of faith isn't fear. The opposite of faith is certainty. How do you know you're walking by faith? Because I'm not really sure. I don't really know. How you walk about faith? I'm not sure if this makes sense. If it makes sense, it probably don't make faith. It has to be placed in a dark environment, which means the sun can't get to the seed, so it will feel like God is straight up ignoring you. If you don't feel ignored, you ain't walking by faith. You're walking by faith when you're like, God, please do something. And he's like, you're going to be all right, babe. Just let it grow. Tell somebody next to you, say, you're going to be all right. Say, just let it grow. You ain't going to die like this. Tell somebody, say, you're going to be all right. Say, let it work. Here's the third thing. It has to be placed in moist soil. So this mustard seed is an action that's small in scope, big in hope, has to be placed in a cold, dark, watch me, moist environment. Moist represents your tears. So what does this mean? That I have conflicting emotions. How is it I feel fired up and at the same time feels like everything on fire at the same time? How is it I feel so close and yet feel so far at the same time? How is it at night when before you go to bed you feel full of faith and you typing stuff out and you looking up stuff and then when you wake up in the morning you feel totally defeated? How is it that you feel so strong and so weak at the same time? How is it that you feel like you're up at the same time you feel like you're down? Whenever your emotions begin to fight with you, that means you're walking by Some of you don't even know because you're like, I'm just so emotional. It's called faith. And the reason your emotions are conflicting is because the enemy knows with faith, that's how you please God. Are y'all still here? Watch me. Jesus said, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. A mountain is a metaphor for a difficult problem. Watch out what faith does. Faith speaks to what's difficult. For many people, you let the difficulty speak to you and it punks you. 
What do you mean punks you? It literally will sit you down, shut you up, and have you mad, angry, and upset. And you need to learn how to look at the mountain and say, listen, I'm going to speak to you, and you're going to move from here to there. What does that mean? Out of my way. And I'm going to keep speaking it until I see it. I'm going to keep speaking it until I see it. Because sometimes the mountain's going to act like it doesn't hear you, which means it's trying to punk you. But I need you to make this declaration and say, but I won't be punked. 1115, you said that a little punk and say that with some authority. Say, but I won't be punked. This means every day, if you're waiting on a healing, every day, I'm 100% healthy, I'm 100% healed. I'm 100% healthy, I'm 100% healed. I'm 100% healthy, I'm 100% healed. If you believe in for debt freedom, every day your confession is, I don't owe no man anything except to love them. I keep speaking it until I see what I say. Look at me, look at me. What do you do when the mountain looks back and does nothing? What do you do when the mountain looks back and says, I'm not moving? See, some of y'all, watch me, when you got saved, you became weak. You became weak because, because some of you, before you were saved, you were you a beast. Or if you wanted it, you wouldn't got it. Then you got saved and now, oh, well, you know, if the Lord wants me to have <clears throat> See, when you said, if he wants me to have it, you canceled faith in the first place. Because you don't know, so evidently he don't know. Faith speaks to the mountain and says, you are in my way. Move, trick. Get out the way. Get out the way. I wish I had some authoritative people in this building that would just say, move, mountain. Get out of the way. Look at me. He says, look what Jesus says. And it's going to move. Now, here's what I need you to pay attention to. He did not say that it's going to move instantly which means it will move over time. So the question is, do you see progress? Do you see progress? How many can be honest? Did you see progress in your life? I, it's not perfection, but it's progress. And sometimes the greatest mountain isn't the mountain in front of you, it's the mountain in you. Can you celebrate the fact that you used to get stressed out about the same thing you're going through right now? But this time you were like, God got me. I... 11.15, if you can see some progress, release a praise for three seconds right there. Go, three. I see progress. 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 Let's go. Look what Jesus says. And nothing will be impossible for, say your name, Bishop Kevin Foreman. If you got a business name, say your name and your business name. Bishop Kevin Foreman and Harvest Church and everything else I own. Open your mouth. Say, and nothing is impossible for me because of my faith. So why we got all these regulars winning? When you got the gift, the talent, the skill, the ability, and God is with you. Whoop! I need for those of you in this building that know you're about to do some stuff between now and the end of 2022. That seems big, that seems scary, but you're about to get something you've never had and do something you've never done. Somebody say, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. I taught you this. So it's not enough to just say, I believe that God is. People at awards so do this all the time. I believe in God, I want to thank God. I want to thank God. You know, uh, listen, believing in God is not enough. 
Somebody saying, you know, I, you, you believe in, in, in fair treatment. That don't mean you're not a racist. Okay, you know, I believe in eating right. That don't mean you don't eat wrong. You know, <laughs> I believe in treating people right. That don't mean you treat them right. So it's not enough to just believe. Watch me. He says, he who comes to God must believe that he is. Here's the next part, and here's the biggest word of the, of the sentence. And. Can, can you shout and right there, Lim 15? And that he is. Watch me. A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, God says, don't just believe that I am. You need to believe that I'm a rewarder. What does this mean? After I go through something, I get a reward. Watch me for successfully completing it. Let me tell you why the enemy tries to mess with your consistency. Because there's no reward for participation. There's only reward for successful completion. I'm so glad that you know how to see things all the way through. I'm so glad that you're not a starter and a stopper, but you're a finisher. And even if you're not called things that be not as though they were, open your mouth, shout, I'm a finisher. I He's a rewarder. Then look at this next one. This, the word rewarder there, it means remunerator. This means that God pays you. I'm so glad for every person that didn't. Because if they had paid you, that would have been your total compensation. There are some things God says, I ain't going to let them do right. I'm not going to let them do what they're supposed to do because I'm going to be the one to pay you back. And when I pay you back, it's going to be more than what they could do in the first place. He's a rewarder. He's a remunerator. And watch this third one. He pays recompense. 11.15 say recompense. Recompense means I get paid for the suffering and the loss that I had to go through to get what I was going to. Which means God says, I don't just let you go through it and not intend to pay you for it. Watch me. For all of us that have been through some suffering and some loss, you ready? God says, I was keeping track. I was keeping score. And when I pay you back, it's going to be more than what it was. You Say rewarder, remunerator, and pays recompense. Now, here's what God says. If you don't believe that I'm going to reward you for what you go through, if you don't believe that I'm going to pay you for what you deal with, if you don't believe that I'm going to give you punitive damages, in some several cases they call it treble damages, where you get three times the hell that you've been through. He says, if you don't believe that I'm going to do that for you, then you don't have faith. Because if you're not expecting a reward, then what are we doing? Okay, I'm going to kill that. See, a lot of people, it's not about all of that. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. You know. It's not about all of that. I ain't trying to get nothing. I ain't trying to do none of that. I just, child, I just want to live a little. Mm -mm. Then why have a big God if you want a little life? Why have a supernatural God if you want to live a natural life? I need to make sure I'm in a room with some people that are not about to draw back, pull back, and settle for small and simple when God calls you to do something big and supernatural. I'm know by your praise, right? Oh, God, I'm concerned. Make sure you sit next to somebody that's expecting something big. Make sure you sit next to somebody that's expecting something that blows their mind. Look at me. Look at me. God says, you have to believe that I am a rewarder. You have to believe that I will pay you. You have to believe that I'm going to pay you back for the suffering and loss. See, you suffered and lost through that bad relationship. A lack of faith says, I'm just glad to be out. Faith says, I'm out. And I expect to be compensated for every tear I shed, for every heartache I had, but I expect compensation. Where are the expecting people at at the Olympics? My God, 
Somebody say, I expect to be compensated. I, oh, you ain't going to treat me like that and just get away with it. I expect to be compensated. Say triple R. Say it. Say triple R. Now, now this is important. Some of you said, watch me. I have faith. Not if you don't believe he's a rewarder, a remunerator. It'll pay you recompense. Can I give you Bible to back this up? David, before he fights Goliath, he don't just run up to fight Goliath. You know what he does first? What happens for the man that takes him down? He asks the question, what will be his reward? What will be his remuneration? And what will be his recompense? See, he needed a reward because he was going to take Goliath down. And they said, whoever takes Goliath down is going to have no taxes, and he'll get one of Saul's, King Saul's daughters, which means he was going to get money and a honey. And he was going to get one that God gave him, not one he went and got. Oh, my God. For some of y'all, you need to be grateful that certain relationships didn't work because that's something you went to go get. God says, but I got somebody for. I. He's a rewarder. He's a remunerator. So David says, what am I going to get if I fight Goliath? They said, you're going to get no taxes, and you're going to get one of the king's daughters. David's like, that's the reward? Great, I'll fight him. David didn't fight him just to fight him. He fought him because he knew that God is, and God is also a rewarder. Now, what was David's uh, remuneration? When he kills Goliath, watch me, he fights a king's battle. Goliath was the champion for the Philistines. The king was supposed to take him out. So God says, here's going to be your recompense, David. Because you fought a king's battle, I'm going to give you a king's pay. This is why for most of us, only shout if I'm talking to you. Your battles your whole life have always been at levels bigger than you. You always felt like David going against Goliath. You were always dealing with stuff that was bigger than you. Why? God says, I'm going to give you pay commensurate to the level of your battle. This is why you always had to deal with executives. This is why you were always dealing when you were a kid with grown people. Why? I'm going to compensate you commensurate to the level of your battle. And what was David's recompense? His brothers treated him bad. His father rejected him. His mother abandoned him. So God says, David, because of the way your family did you, I'm going to put you over all the families. Oh, my God. I don't like your silence. Because of what you had to go through, I'm going to put you over all Abraham, which means they're going to wish they never talked like they talked. They never treated you like they treated you. I'm about to give you some recompense for your pain and your suffering. This message is called, this is how faith works. This is how faith works, because this is how faith literally works. Without faith, it's impossible to please it, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So pay attention to the last part of faith. Say, diligently seek him. Diligently seek there means to search. Are you searching for what you sold for? Or are you just waiting on it to show up? The next definition is investigate. And invest, see, some of y'all, you're good at investigating everybody else's business but yours. You're Googling everybody else but you. You and everybody else's business but your own business. I need you to start investigating where you headed. I need you to have a whole plan so when you get to your next city, your investigation is complete before you move there. Y'all ain't going to talk. 
crave. Crave means to desire. At the 9.15, I told them um, that one day I had a craving for a pizza, Tremaine. I wanted a pizza, and, um, and so, uh, okay, and so I didn't just want one slice of pizza. I'm a whole grown man, so I'm not, for, you know, you ain't for giving me no one piece, all right? And so I was like, I had one piece. I was like, this is good. Then I had another piece. I was like, this is cheesy. I was like, this is, this is good cheese. I was like, this, this, they must have got this from the federal government. This is good cheese. <laughs> I said, I don't know what they put on this pizza, but this cheese here? And so then a third piece, and then a fourth piece, and then I was like, well, there ain't no sense of leaving no half or no pizza. And then, so let me just have a couple more pieces. And then about a whole, I ate the whole, I ate the whole pizza. They don't talk about me. Because I went and did 15 miles the next day. But I ate the whole pizza because after I tasted one piece, watch me, my craving intensified. <laughs> 11, 15. God has been saying, here's a little victory. I need you to crave more. Here's a little breakthrough. I need you to crave more. Here's one credit card paid off. I need you to crave all of them paid off. Here's one day where you felt amazing. I need you to crave more. He gives you a little to increase your craving. Somebody say, I believe that there's more. See, if you have 31 days, like the praise report we heard earlier of addiction-free, then you're going to crave another 31, then another 31. Then you're going to crave 180 days. Then you're going to crave a, 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 a whole year. Then you're going to crave five years. Then you're going to crave a decade. And before you know it, your craving got you. Look at the next definition. It means to demand. Watch me. To demand means I require this and I won't settle for less. Too many Christians are settlers where you let life do what it's going to do and you just take it. I'm not built that way, okay? I'm not. And listen, when you're not built that way, people, you just want so much. You don't want enough. And you keep your low wanting self over there and let me want what I want over here because I bet you I got what I wanted. I wish you'd elbow somebody and say, put a demand on it. I, which means, God, I'm like Jacob. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I'm not going to stop until I see it. Then it means to inquire and to require. See, to inquire is to ask. To require is to put a demand on what you ask for. What does this mean? For some of you, here's how heaven doesn't really take your faith serious. Say how, Bishop. You pray about it, and you never write down what you pray for. So you... Re inquired but you never required so if God does answer your prayers you wouldn't even know so heaven says she's not for real because she don't even know she don't even remember what she asked us for he's not for real he doesn't even know what he asked us for everything I pray for I write it down so when I get it I can go cross it off I need some of y'all starting after church immediately this is my targeted prayer list we teach you how to make them and harvest you this is my targeted prayer list and until I see everything on this list every single day I'm gonna bombard heaven and say I expect everything on this list I expect everything on this list I expect everything on this list and before you know it you're gonna have to create a new list because he answers your previous list Of those who diligently seek him. This means to worship him also. God says, listen, in the, while you're waiting, did you become a warrior or a worshiper? Because part of your faith and proof of your faith is that you become a worshiper while you are waiting. Look at me. Look at me. How many of us can be honest that while we're waiting, sometimes the most difficult thing to do is worship? I can prove it to you because I've given several of you many opportunities in this experience to worship and your weight got your hands down. Because sometimes when you're waiting, it becomes weighty. 
so you won't worship. But let's bust the devil in the mouth. You ready? On three, release a worship that says, I don't care how long I've been waiting. I still believe that he is, and he's a rewarder, and he's a remunerator, and he's going to pay me recompense. Go. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. I still believe. Woo. I still believe. I still believe. Somebody say, and I still believe. So watch me. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We're done. It says, we walk by faith, not by sight. Best person to illustrate this principle is Peter. Most people know of Peter because Peter, what did Peter do? Walked on water. Can I tell you, he never expected to walk on water. He's a fisherman, which means he knew how to swim. Peter expected to swim. He never expected that his faith was going to keep him up. And for some of you, watch me, your faith is about to keep you on places and keep you at levels that you never expected it to be that way. You're about to check your account and say, faith did this. You're going to get an, uh-oh, uh-oh, you're going to get an offer tomorrow and say, faith did this. I'll preach my own self happy. And they're going to give you exactly what you asked for. And you're going to say, faith did this. I, I wasn't even expecting you ready? So look at Peter. Here we go. Um, most of us, when we think of faith, we think that the opposite of faith is fear. And I've taught you, and I'm going to keep repeating this until you get it. The opposite of faith is, watch me, it's sight. It's what I can see. It's what I can sense. It's what I am certain about. It is not fear. Look at me. The opposite of faith is not fear. It's what I can see. It's what I can sense. It's what I'm certain about. See, don't, don't say, I'm just walking by faith. I'm going to sit in this chair. This required no faith. Why? I just saw it hold me up five minutes ago. Here's faith. Give me this chair. Here's faith. Faith says, I don't know nothing about this chair. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not sure. For me, I see it's working for them. Watch faith. Same God that's holding them up is going to be the same God that's going to hold me up. So, so let me show you the story. Let me show you this in the story. Matthew 14, 22. Bible says, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat to go to the other side. Who made them get in the boat? Jesus. So sometimes your faith walk will be things you never asked for. You'll be in situations like, I did not ask for this. Like, this was not, look at me, look at me. This was not my plan. How many of you got some stuff going on right now? You're like, this was not my plan. Good. That means you're walking by faith. And this is how faith works. Verse 24. So the boat gets to the middle of the sea, and it gets tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary, which means the wind was opposite them. So that means they're trying to go this way, and the wind is opposite them, which means it's blowing against the way they're trying to go. Watch me. Since the enemy knows that he can't stop you, he tries to send something to make you stop yourself. So watch me. So your family is contrary to you. Y'all not talking. So your job is contrary to you. So the people you serve with, uh-oh, they try to start, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. SpaghettiOs. Your best friend is contrary to you. Your money is contrary to you. It, the people who are supposed to fight for you, matter, sometimes you don't even want to look at them because they just tick you off because you got to fight them. The wind was what? 
contrary to them. How do I know I'm walking by faith? Because when I'm walking by faith, I feel wind that's against me. I don't like your silence. So I'm going to back it up and say it again. How do you know you're walking by faith? If I'm not walking by faith, me and the wind weren't together. When I'm walking by faith, the wind comes against me. Y'all better hear me today. And I need you to open up your mouth and make this declaration. Say, I'm not afraid of the wind. I'm Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. The fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Say fourth watch. This is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. The fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. This, watch me. God is going to often visit you, especially when you're in faith walks. He's going to wake you up between 3 and 6 in the morning. Wave at me if in the last 30 days you were sleeping good. And then Jesus is like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Get up, get up, get up, get up. And then you'll be trying to go back to sleep. You'll even pray, Lord, please let me fall back asleep. He's like, no, like, no, like, no, no. We need to talk. Somebody say, this is God. You've been saying, I just need some melatonin. I just need some, I need some of them. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. This is God saying, get up, because I'm about to give you some instructions. And I'm not going to give them to you, watch me, when it's convenient for you, because you're the one walking by faith. I'm going to give it to you, watch me. And I'm, listen, this is why you can't go back to sleep. You got to say, Lord, speak. You got to say, Lord, speak. I'm going to say, Lord, speak. Why? Because he's going to tell you who to call. He's going to tell you who to email. He's going to tell you what to do. He's going to give you a specific and strategic instruction. He's going to say, put this message on, and that message is going to tell you exactly what to do. And he's coming to visit when? Between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. For most, it's going to be right at, you ready? It's going to be right at about four. Y'all ready? The fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Sea, water represents the spirit. So this is a spiritual visitation. God says, I'm going to come talk to you, and I'm going to come talk to you in a moment where you're just trying to sleep. And when you're trying to sleep, that's when I want to wake something up in you. When you're trying to sleep, that's when I want to wake something up in you. Please listen to me. Say, something's about to wake up in me. Mm -mm. 11.15, I need you to say it like an army. Say, something's about to wake up in me. Verse 26, so the disciples saw, look at me, look at me, look at me. They saw him walking on the sea. Stop. They saw who? Him. Who's him? Jesus. So they knew what this was. Yet they acted like they did not know what this was. I need you to stop acting, 1115, like you don't know what this is. This is God. The disciples saw him walking on the sea. When it says they saw him walking on the sea, it literally means that Jesus was circling the boat to lead the boat. Translation, Jesus kept repeating himself until they paid attention. You need to ask yourself, if things haven't changed, you need to say, God, what am I missing? Open your mouth at 11.15. Pray that prayer. Say, Lord, show me what I'm missing. He circled the boat to lead the boat. He was like, look, I'm not going to stop the wind. I'm going to get in the wind with you. 
Look at me. I'm not going to stop the wind. I'm going to get in the wind with you. And the Bible says they were troubled saying it's a ghost. In other words, we cannot explain this. How do you know you're walking by faith? It's because God's going to do some things. And you're like, I can't explain this. I can't explain how I ain't got one call back. Oh, I'm coming down your road. I can't explain how you ain't got one of your offers to be accepted. Y'all going to talk to me. You cannot explain. Somebody say, I can't explain this. I, the things that begin to happen that you cannot explain. You're like, this doesn't make sense, which means it must be spiritual. I want to talk to somebody, watch me, where you've been applying and still haven't heard back. It must be. I want to talk to somebody where your credit qualifies to get it, yet somehow they tell me we ain't giving it to you. I can't explain this, which means it must be. You've been looking for places for your business, and you got the resources to get it, but nothing's opening up for you. This must be. And they cried out for fear. And when they cried out for fear, pay attention to the scream. The, Jesus said this, be of good cheer. In other words, he says, change emotions. It is I. Do not be afraid. Whenever you sense fear, it signals it's time to increase your faith. Next time you feel fear, how many of you, be honest with me, in the last seven days, you at Harvest, with Bishop Foreman, you can be honest. In the last seven days, fear popped up. And some of your fear is real crazy, too. Like, what happens if you lose everything? Where did that even come from? Well, what happens if this and this and this and this goes on? Oh, my God. Are you, are you, you getting scared? Jesus was like, be of good cheer. What does this mean? He told them, change emotions. For every person in here that says, I can't help it. Yes, you can. Well, I just, I, you know, I just, I'm a human being and I feel, I just feel it. Shut up. Please. That's a man on the soul to say, change emotions. Which means I don't care what it wants me to feel like. I'm going to look at it and choose to be of good cheer. On Monday, good cheer. Tuesday, good cheer. Wednesday, good cheer. Thursday, good cheer. Friday, good cheer. Saturday, good cheer. Sunday, good cheer. Monday, good cheer. Look at the next part. He says, it is I. Do not be afraid. Verse 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. What did Peter just do? Peter just prayed. What is prayer? It means to ask. What did Peter say? Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. That's a prayer. So now we are seeing faith in action. Say, this is how faith works. He prays a prayer. Watch me. Verse 29. So Jesus said, come. After he prays a prayer, he gets a word. This is why we come to church. So you get your word in response to your prayer. Then what happens? Peter stepped out of the boat. And this is what you're about to do this week. I ain't got help, but I'll help myself. This is what some of us are about to do this week. Would you open your mouth and say, I'm about to get out of the boat. I'm You're about to take a step you were scared to take. You're about to make a call you were scared to make. You're about to do something you were scared to do. Somebody open your mouth and say, I'm getting out of the boat. Hush me. He says, so he said, come. So he gets a word. So Peter gets out of the boat and he walks on the water. Peter never expected this because he's a fisherman, so he expected to swim. In fact, look at me. Jesus never promised him that he was going to walk on water. Pay attention. He saw him walking on water. 
And somewhere in Peter's petition, Peter was like, the same God that got you walking on water is going to be the same God that got me. Would you look at somebody and say, don't hate. Just expect the same for you. Don't you be jealous of nobody. Just look at him and say, the same God that did it for Elon Musk is the same God that could do I wish I had. Somebody shop the same God. Peter only did what he saw. 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 And when he saw what he saw, then he did what he saw. Peter steps out. He takes a step. Oh, my God. Takes another step. Oh, my God. Takes another step. Oh, my God. But we walk by not by. See, for some of you, watch me. You keep taking steps. And what's crazy is you don't see how far. You ready? For some of us. This ain't all of us. You don't see how far you already are from the boat. You're further than any other person in your bloodline has ever been. He began to take steps and pay attention as he's on his way to Jesus. As he's on his way to Jesus. Say so he's faith walking. Watch me, because Jesus is the rewarder. He's a remunerator. He pays recompense. Look at verse 30. But when he saw Peter, we walk by, not by, but when he, what are you doing? What are you doing? I thought we walked by faith, not by sight. When he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. So the wind was what? Boisterous. Now, say loud. Anybody got some loud wind coming against them? Like, everybody messing with you. Right? Like loud wind. Loud wind. Now, 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 pay attention. Bible says the wind was contrary to them. So Peter's now out there walking in what was contrary to the boat. As Peter is walking in the wind, the wind begins, look at me, to speak to him. Peter begins to see what the wind is doing to the water. He's not paying attention to the fact that it's not doing it to him. The water is being blown. Peter, you good. Some of you don't even recognize that what you're afraid of ain't even happening to you. It's happening to people around you. Oh, my God. It's happening to things around you, but it's not happening to you. Boisterous there. Look at me. We're almost done. 1115. Boisterous there means it's God's power ready to unleash itself to fulfill his will. So the wind was literally God on standby. Oh, come on, let's go 11.15, let's be a good church. This ain't the first time he showed up as a wind. Uh, for the children of Israel, he was a pillar of cloud by night. Pillar of fire, a, a pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. The Bible says that he sent a wind to part the Red Sea on the day of Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, suddenly a wind. In other words, God says, I'm going to stand by to make something happen for you, Peter. The wind is not to stop you. The wind is to push you. I need you to put your hand behind somebody's back and just say the wind is to push you. The wind is to push you. Because you wouldn't do it without a push. You wouldn't call without a push. You wouldn't attempt to do it without a push. Tell somebody else on the back and just tell them the wind is to push you. But watch what Pete did. Pete was afraid. What does this mean? He panicked because his emotions ruined his perception. Say he panicked. His emotions ruin his perception. Everybody look at me. When you're walking by faith, your emotions are going to try to ruin your perception. And look at what Peter began to do. And beginning to sink. Stop. How do you begin to sink? 
Like, how do you, this is open water. Like, how do you start sinking? You're not a boat. You're not a plane. Humans, we don't begin to sink. We just, the scripture, when it says in beginning to sink, look at me, it means and rehearsing his failure. Peter, Peter started saying, yeah, it ain't going to work. Yeah, it didn't work last year. Why try? Every time you try, it seems like you get knocked back. Why pray? Seemed like last time you prayed, it got worse. Why so? Seemed like when you sowed, all of the hell went loose. Why? Why? So now the wind begins to make him rehearse, rehearse, rehear. What are you rehearing? Oh, I know what you're rehearing, Peter. Because a few chapters earlier, you were in a boat. Same circumstance. Jesus was in the boat this time. And he was in the bottom of the boat. And y'all started crying out, Lord, you don't care that we're perishing? And Jesus woke up like, y'all done woke me up out my good after church nap. What is it? Anybody know when you get woke, awakened from that after church nap? That's a whole nother level of anger. Like, I just came out of church getting a good word. What are you calling me for? You ready? You ready? I said, you ready? And beginning to sink, rehearsing his sink, he started talking to himself. The wind talked and he started talking to himself. Most, empower, most, most powerful talk you have is to yourself. I can talk to you all day, but if you ain't talking when I'm talking to you, you spend more time with you than anybody else does. Peter started saying, nope. See, this is why your fishing business didn't work. And maybe, you, oh, let me go here. And maybe you don't even need to, just, why, why be alive? Like, what are you here for? Like, God can't even keep you up in the water. So you begin to rehear things. Oh, 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 come here, Peter. Come here, Peter. Oh, you're rehearing what your daddy said. You're rehearing what your mama said. Uh oh, you're rehearing what your ex said. Maybe they were sent to simply poison you with cancer. Emotional cancer to make you talk crazy to yourself. Ooh, but today. Come on, Liberty, say, but today. And beginning to sink. Watch me. He started to rehearse this negativity. And when the Bible says sink, he literally, look what Peter does. Peter literally dove into the water. Now, I don't, you're not listening. So I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it over here. I think there's more faith over here. Where the faith people at in the building? Where is it? All right, fine. So I'll do it in the middle. You ready? This is what you've been doing. I'm going I'm to show you you. You mean the devil trying to block me? The devil trying to stop me? These witches and these warlocks trying to stop me? Or do you just dive? Do you just quit? Do you just give up? I can't take it no more. You ain't done that much. This is so much stress. Really? Two phone calls? Look at me. Look at me. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. The Bible says, and beginning to sink, Peter dove into the sea. I need you to pay attention. The water didn't drown him. Peter dove. 
Peter gave up. Peter quit. Peter said, I ain't doing this. And then when he says that, he's like, Lord, save me. It's amazing how you want God to save you from what you created. You quit, and now you ain't got no money. And he said, Lord, <laughs> it's quiet in the building. You dove. You gave up. Look at me. Sometimes the greatest enemy is the inner me. And today, before you leave this building and before you log offline, we're going to settle that. Because you're not diving again. You're not giving up prematurely again. You're not stopping again. Say, I'm not stopping this time. Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of, watch me, little faith, why did you doubt? He's like, you were doing it, Peter. Peter, you were doing it. Single mama, you were doing it. Single father, you were doing it. Business owner, you were doing it. Manager, you were doing it. Pastor, you were, do you were doing it. You dove. And for the last time in your life, oh, my God. Oh, my God. For the last time in your life, somebody say, for the last time, am I diving? Come on, open your mouth. Say, for the last time, am I giving up prematurely? Say, for the last time, will I abort what I'm trying to produce? Say, I thank God that my faith is working. And I will not give up. I need you to put a I will not give up praise in the atmosphere. Go. Go. Come on, 11.15. And I'm not letting go. 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 Tell somebody on the shoulder and say, and you're not letting go. Tell somebody else say, and you're not letting go. Touch a third person and say, and you're going to win this time. And you're going to win this time. Look at verse 32. And when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. You mean it stopped like that? Yes, it stopped like that, Peter, because all of this was a test. I just needed to see what you were going to do. I sent the wind to push you, and I had the water keep holding you up. This is why you can't quite figure out how you're doing as well as you're doing. It's because the water's keeping you up. Which means the wind, look at me, was temporary. <laughs> Prophesy to yourself, say, the storm is about to be over. Oh, my God, I wish you'd shout like it was already over. Don't wait. Woo. And the wind was a shortcut. Come here. The wind was a shortcut. The wind was, okay, walk real slow, like how people in the mall at Denver walk. I love you. Because y'all be walking slow. I have places to go. I'd be like, can you move over so I can go? You move too slow. So you know what God did? He sends wind to say, let's get this done. Where are we going? To the other side. Where are we going? To the... Where are you going? 
Where are you going? Where are you going? Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, today's your day. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, today's your day to recommit yourself to the Lord. And thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure. This is your moment. This is how faith works. Hear me. Nothing is wrong. This is how faith works. It's going to get windy. It's going to get stormy. It's going to get all of that. That's just how this works. And if you don't know how it works, you'll think something is wrong. If you need to become a Christian for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure in this building on three, I'm going to ask you to wave your hand. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wavy emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Nothing that I just preached to you applies to you if you're not saved. If that's you, on three, hands up. Or online, do the hand wavy emoji or say it's me. One, two, don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. One, two, three, if that's you, hands up in this building. I see you. I see you. I see you. Online, do that hand wave emoji and say it's me wherever you're at. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Hear me. At Harvest, you're always in a safe place. You don't have to worry about coming in here or logging on, trying to be perfect, trying to pretend like you got it all together. We all need Jesus. And everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart. Let me hear you, Lev 15, that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward in Jesus' name. If I fall, give me the grace to get right back up in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself, Lord, or you're now sure, scan that QR code on the screen or text the word DECISION to 877-552-4746. Some of you, you're saved, but you need a shepherd. Every person, every sheep needs a shepherd. Every person needs a man of God that can speak life into their life. And you don't have to be in Denver or Atlanta. Harvest is hybrid, which means we're everywhere. Um, you'd be amazed at how many people Harvest reaches that transcend this building, that transcend even for those of you that are on the various lives. It's amazing to me. We're always growing and reaching new people. Somebody say, Harvest is alive. And I'd love for you to be a part of our family. All you got to do is text Join Harvest to 877-552-4746 or scan the QR code. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. If you want to sow the seal, get that ready. Bishop Foreman, what does it mean to sow the seal? It means that a word spoke life into your life, so you sow into it. And I want us to sow the same seed that we sowed at the 915. It was a $32 seed for that same verse, and I'm going to sow it twice. I'm going to sow it twice. Anytime you see a two, that means you're about to witness something. I believe that we're about to witness something amazing. Somebody say, I'm expecting. How can you sow? Use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. That's available. The key email is hello at harvestchurch.church. I love you, 1115. As you exit, they've got some refreshments and stuff for you in the back. I'll be down front to meet and greet you uh, in just a moment. I love to love on the people of Harvest. I love y'all. So today is Mr. Kevin Foreman Day in the city and county of Aurora. And uh, we thank God for that. Uh, the uh, mayor, now Senator Hickenlooper, did that in Denver. And then uh, uh, in Aurora, the late mayor, Steve Hogan, did that October 16th. And Tuesday, I turned 21. I started this church when I was five. And so, th 
he, he made it a church song. <laughs> Sing it. He's all in the room right now. <laughs> oh, y'all gonna make it a church song. <laughs> I love y'all. Thank you for your gifts and all of that. I appreciate you. Let's say it together. Say, as a faithful giver, I flourish. All things work together. Did you make a decision good. to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? Jesus we want to help you make Christianity Amen. a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film, or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.